You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Hi there, thank you for listening to the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. Charlotte Greenway here with episode 95 and it's Friday the 22nd of September. This week we'll have a look at some of the racing coming up this weekend before looking ahead to next weekend's Qatar Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. Starting with the action in the UK on Saturday, Air hosts their biggest day of the flat season as it's Air Gold Cup Day. They don't appear to have had the rain up there that we've had in England and the ground is currently good to soft, although I believe they've had more rain this afternoon during racing. Orazio looks like he'll go off favourite again for a big handicap and you can definitely forgive his run in the Stewards' Cup at Glorious Goodwood on appalling ground and as I'm sure you'll recall, the remainder of the card that day was called off after the race. Significantly ran a huge race at Doncaster last weekend in the Portland where he was only beaten a nose. Summergand is a grand old servant and top weight might not be enough to stop him. Ultra competitive and also one that should never be forgotten in these sort of races is Mr Wagyu who always gives his running and this morning Nick caught up with his owner Gary Oxtoby and asked just how much pleasure he's got from this eight-year-old over the years. We never, we don't buy very expensive horses and um, it was a bargain buy at, at 26,000 and we never really dreamed that he would scale these heights. We, you know, when he was a five-year-old, we were in class sixes, class fives, Richard, 68, 70, and then his career took off as a six-year-old and yeah, it just stunned us really with what he did. And now we're we're at all the big events and he's, he's keeping going. He's never, his form's never really dipped since he won the consolation race at Goodwood two years ago, and we 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 are used to John Quinn being able to to keep these older horses going and to you know, keep them holding their form, but he's even confounded me with this one because I thought I knew exactly where I stood with the old Wagyu until he turned into a good horse. Yeah, yeah, we, we were the same, you know, and we kept we kept plugging away with him, you know, we thought he was going to progress as a four-year-old and he never did but john's john and his team have, have worked a miracle really with him and he they, it's his 81st run on saturday and that's credit to john keeping him right um keeping him going and i can't really see him uh, the way he enjoys his racing and i can't really see him stopping really so you know it might hit the hundred mark who knows yeah. um, tell me a little bit about the new century partnership and how you guys all, all came together yeah, well, we started, I mean, it's a long time ago now. We started in 2005, um, a group of friends from school. Um, and over the years, we, we've sort of had horses that weren't very good and one or two members dropped out. And then we got a core of four of us about, would it be eight years ago? And we've stayed together. So, you know, we're, there's four of us in the syndicate. And, um, yeah, we've, we've um, stuck together as a team um, and enjoyed all the success that he's brought us. And obviously, Mr. Wagyu, people will want to know why he's named. Some people know, others might not. For those who, for the, for those who don't know, just tell us. <laughs> yeah, well, he's one of the guys in the syndicate, Jim Bloom. He has a business um, called Warrendale Wagyu, um, one of the biggest suppliers of Wagyu meat in the country. And he wanted some advertising. And 
we were sat in his kitchen when we brought this horse as a yearling and and i just said look let's call him mr wagyu and then you've got a bit of advertising he also sponsors the horses as well um so yeah so it's it's, it's down to that whether it works or not i don't know <laughs> the advertising probably does um but yeah i mean it's a bit of a strange thing because mr wagyu wagyu means japanese cow so it's mr japanese cow which is a bit of a strange translation but <laughs> as a name it seems it seems to work as a name <laughs> Yeah. He he has won an absolute stack of races and he's won some lovely races as well and he's taken you to Epsom on Derby Day and won there and he's been placed at Royal Ascot and he's won the consolation race for the Stewards Cup and he's been placed in that and he's won at York. What he hasn't yet won is is one of these kind of real big you know jewels in the sprint handicapping crown like a Wokingham, a Stewards Cup, an Air Gold Cup. He's been placed in all of them. Could he do it? Could he do it? Yeah, personally, I think he can. Um and he's been, he was third two years ago to Bielsa, and then he was fifth last year to Summergand. And he's been, he's had seven trips to where he's won two of them, or eight lower classes. Um, but he's never been out of the top five when he's gone to where he loves there. I, I mean, we, we were very hopeful in the Stewards Cup, and the, the loose horse did a, didn't do us any favours on that day. And we finished two lengths behind Abarama Gold, and we thought he was going to do it that day. Um, is he's in good nick at home. I personally think he's got a big chance. He'll run, he'll run a good race. And yeah, he probably draws his draws good as well, I think. You never know, do you? But it could work out to be a good draw as well. And he doesn't seem to mind a bit of soft ground these days either. No, no, we always pitched him in at good to firm ground in his early career. And as he's got older, you know, we were surprised when he won the consolation race at Goodwood. The, the heavens opened and the going changed to soft and we were all a bit doom and gloom and then he, he put in one of his best performances ever to win that and then we sort of thought well as he's got older he appreciates that digging the ground that sort of giving the ground so yeah he, he won't mind the soft going at all down south in rainy England, the Group 2 Mill Reef Stakes for two-year-olds is the feature race at Newbury tomorrow. And a couple of the fancied horses were declared, you'd imagine, due to the heavy going. So that's left Eve Johnson Horton's Mr Sketch at the head of the market. Beaten narrowly on debut at Newbury, he then bolted up at Salisbury in a novice race. And here's Eve with an update on the Son of Territories, recently acquired by the rapidly growing presence of Wathnan Racing. He's in great form and the plan is to go on Saturday. Obviously, the weather's not looking too great at the moment, so we will keep an eye on the ground. But um, the plan is definitely to go. Um, you've obviously got one exceptionally good two-year-old that we know of so far. We'll come to him in a moment. On what you're seeing and what you have seen, what do you think of Mr Sketch? Where do you think his ability level is? Um, I think he's on the same sort of level as Indian Run, he's. I mean, we don't work them together, but he's, he did a lovely bit of work on Wednesday. Um, he's improved again from his run. He didn't beat much at Salisbury, but I mean, he, he did win by nine and a half lengths, and his t- the time was very good. So, I mean, the form is not in the book, but it was visually very impressive. And so, therefore, he deserves his shot at pattern class. Is he an easy horse to train? Oh, very easy. He's very laid back. Um, he, he, he loves his work, um, loves his scrub. So, yeah, he's a joy to train. There's the Goffs Million also on Saturday at the Curra in Ireland, as well as the Group 2 Beresford Stakes. And Frankie de Tory has come in for the Ballydoyle number one hopes in those races, as Ryan Moore will be in Australia on Saturday to reunite with Golden Slipper winner Shinzo for the Coolmore Partners and Chris Waller in the Golden Rose. 
Chris Waller also runs Militarise and spoke to Nick about both their chances, but first explained the significance of the Golden Rose to Australian racing and breeding. Yeah, it's a it's a stallion making race. We'd have four or five of them uh, each year in Australia. Uh, it's certainly one of them. And for our sake, it's our home track too. It's where Shinzo and Militarise are both trained. Um, both were their leading two-year-olds of their season last year. Uh, Shinzo, of course, winning the Golden Slipper, which is the holy grail of two-year-old racing, if not racing here in Australia these days. And let's talk about them in, in turn. You've got a, a 10 draw with, with Shinzo, a horse who is is pretty lightly raced and, as you say, just keeps getting better. That performance last time uh, in the Golden Slipper, he earned a, a massive international rating. In your considerable experience, is he worth that? Uh, he's the real deal. He's, he's by the champion sire down here in Australia called Snitzel. He was out of a, well, he is out of a Group One winning mare in summer already, and she's left other Group performers. So he's a blue blood, and he's done it himself. So to get the rating to match the horse's pedigree, it was a big deal, and obviously a big, a big coup for Cornwall, who are obviously all about making stallions. Has he got the the physical presence to now make up into a better horse as he's got a bit older? As he as he trained on fundamentally. Yeah, yeah, he has Nick. As a two year old, he's what I would call a quite an immature colt, um, unfurnished. Uh, you could still see a bit of rib on him. So now that he's come back as three, you don't see the rib anymore. He's fit, but you don't see the rib. Uh, you see muscle, and he's really strengthened. He's a beautiful scopey horse he's not your what you might see regard as an australian sprinter he's a really classic horse who's obviously got speed so he's got the good looks um and he's got uh, a few things going for him but what i see in your other horse militarize is a horse who you know might have needed his run on his comeback potentially am i am i putting words in your mouth in the in the james squire run to the rose yeah, so his two Group 1 wins at two with a size produce over 1,400 and the Champagne over a mile. They're both Group 1 races. Um, he's by a, a very good racehorse in Dundee who's making making a name for him at stud, and he was more a 2,000-metre horse, so he's bred to get that mm. mile distance. So he's more your guineas type. So for him to run as well as he did over 1,200, I thought was pretty exciting, plus he carried it a penalty for being that dual group one winner and it was of course only 1200 meters he had a wide draw we went back they sprinted home he wasn't beaten far so it was a good pipe opener without um without blowing him apart and and so when you when you see them both line up over seven you know one's a really fast horse the other one maybe wants a little bit longer on, on good turf how do you see them how do you see them finishing on good turf, I would have a slight leaning towards Shinzo, uh, which which is what it'll be tomorrow. We've had a very dry winter in Sydney, and the spring um, is dry as well. Obviously, we're just just in it now, but um, and we even had thirty four degree day here in Sydney this wow. week. Wow, we've just come out of winter, so it gives you an idea. Um, how dry we are, and the ground will be quick. So slight leaning towards Shinzo because of that. 
With the Qatar Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe just over a week away, this week we got the latest on some key contenders, and none more key than favourite Ace Impact, who galloped on Tuesday, and our French correspondent Adrian Cunyas reported to Nick afterwards how it went and how he looked. It worked very, very well. Uh, trainer, assistant trainer and jockey were very satisfied, uh, both from the, the behaviour and, and, and the style of, 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 uh, of his gallop. So, um, all system go, it looks very, very, very promising before the arc, and uh, they say the horse is getting stronger and stronger, and now I would say they found ways to uh, handle with his um, anxiety, you know, like he's a bit stressed, he, he's a is not laid back at all. He's the opposite of that, and he's also with a lot of blood. And so now they found the process, you know, how to make him uh, go down in terms of pressure. And and the horse is really learning how to how to handle his his own energy, both in training and and at the track. And what did Christian de Muro say? Uh, he says that it's probably like maybe his best chance. He have a ridden the arc and he's, he's really, really extremely happy. And really, the horse was, I think, uh, quite impressive. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's 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 a massive challenge. But they're really confident that the six week, six weeks before since his last straight and the arc are not a problem at all. And uh, and uh, Jean Claude Rouget seems extremely confident, uh, like way more confident than he's usually before the arc. So, uh, you know, he's not the kind of trainer that I was going to brag off before the big races. He's playing a bit shy before the big events. And he sounds surprisingly confident. So we, we shall see. Maybe it's, it's, it's a quite open arc this year. Maybe it's, 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 it's less strong than probably uh, a few editions we've known uh, in the past. So maybe that's why also he's, he's quite confident, of course. Um, there are a few very good horses, but I think this year many people also come and try their chance because because they think that it's quite open to, to have a place also in the arc. Okay. What do we think the ground is going to be uh, come arc day? So yesterday's the clerk of the course, uh, Charles de Cordon, uh, talked to the press and he says there is only two raining episodes that are uh, in the forecast before the race and not big rain so it should be good to soft well if it is indeed good to soft come next weekend for the arc that's sure to suit the sole intended japanese runner through seven seas she's set to be ridden by christophe lemaire who actually beat this mare on the world's highest rated racehorse equinox last time and she only went down by neck that day so nick asked christophe when he spoke to him how literally can we take that form <laughs> Uh, yes, this is the magic of horse racing, you know. Um, of course, uh, if if you watch uh, that performance uh, on Takara Zukakinen's day, uh, you have to give her a big chance in the arc, of course. Um, but uh, that particular race, the Takara Zukakinen, is a very tricky race, a difficult race to win. Many champions in that race uh, have been beaten. Uh, so um, uh, when Equinox won, uh, it was impressive because he, he came very, very wide, very wide, and uh, he still won, but only uh, only half length 
from uh, through seven seas. And uh, but that really before the race, uh, for me, she had a very good chance because I I had um, the chance to ride her uh, before that race, and she won very impressively a group three. Uh, with a lot in hands when when we passed the winning post, and I knew she was a very talented filly, and uh, she did a great performance in the Takarazuka. So of course, uh, running the arc is a big challenge for a Japanese horse. Uh, we don't know how she will adapt to the to the ground to Longchamp's ground. Uh, hopefully, uh, the ground will be uh, good or good to soft, but uh, of course, if, if the ground became becomes uh, very heavy, uh, it will be difficult to her to for her to, to adapt to adapt herself. Uh, but uh, she's an improving mare. Uh, she gets better and better race race after race, and. Um, you know the, the Japanese uh, connections. Uh, they won't do the, the travel if uh, uh, if they if they don't think that uh, the Philly can make a great performance. And that's a wrap for this week. Thank you very much once again for listening. Nick will be back as usual on Monday morning, continuing the build up to next Sunday's Qatar Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Thank you.